search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Hey everyone and welcome to Broken by Concept, episode 78. Um, we're going to dive straight in, alright? So, this is going to be a bit of a mix match, mix and match episode. We're going to talk about a few different things. Now, you said to me, Nathan, um, should we talk about LS? Oh my God. Let's get get it over and done with. Here we go. You know, and... So, that's huge news in the ecosystem. So, to clarify, he is now the head coach. Confirmed. Head coach. He's moving into, like, he's moving to LA. He's doing the whole thing, right? He's, He's going hard. He's going all in. Yeah. And um, so we wanna, have to comment on this because we're we're coaches. And we got to no. I want to clarify my stance okay. and our stance on yeah. LS because I think a lot of people misinterpret. And I and, yeah. and and no fault of their own because I think that in the past you haven't done a good job. I haven't done a good job of articulating my stance on LS as a coach. Okay. Okay. So let's. I want to. I'll, I'll kind of talk about it from my perspective and then because I don't want to kind of. Um, my combine perspective. Ours. My perspective will be different to you. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So I'll start with mine. Um. Okay, I want to preface this by saying I have nothing against LS personally. Um, I don't know him, so I can't really comment on him as a person. So I'm not going to comment on that. All I'm going to do is comment on um, my opinion on his coaching philosophy from what I've seen in his videos. Now, it might have changed. I don't really watch his stream that much anymore. So again, my opinion may not be totally accurate. Just But but you can kind of get a get. I have a, a rough idea. Um Okay, so I have been critical of LS for one main reason. It revolves around this entire thing. It's very easy to sound smart without putting yourself in the firing range, in line of fire. That's called an armchair analyst, right? Right, and I do feel it at times, although LS does have a great mind for the game, he has some very smart things he's done and he's obviously put and what i respect about ls is that he's pushed the narrative of like thinking outside the box and like you know having a differing opinion yeah he has had a lot of positive effects on the way you can view the game Mm. rather than viewing it this very like like one particular again like with the grain way he has thought outside the box and he's been very i guess bullish in the way he pushes these these opinions and i do respect that because it's not easy to do but 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 it's very easy to have big, crazy opinions and sound incredibly smart when they're not getting tested. And when no one talks about when they don't work. We only talk about when they do work. And um, the reason I am big on this is because I've had many people come into my program who've been LS, you know, followers. Part of the church. Part of the church of, you know, LS. And they are so screwed... Like their view of the game is so backwards that it takes me months to undo where they're at. So it's not like I'm starting from ground zero. I'm they're starting in a hole, and then I have to fill in that hole, and then we start from there. So I had a guy, for example, that was like goal four, like silver one. Took him ages just to get to goal four, and then struggling gold, like low gold. From we're talking months, and just the, the the types of things he was asking were just so wrong. And it took me months and months and months of just, you know, brainwashing him in a way to get out of that whole philosophy of the game, which is incredibly just focusing on things that are not important whatsoever. Into a goal player's journey yeah, to climbing. Really embracing the goal player's journey. Yeah. 
And so, and that's not, that hasn't just happened once. It's happened multiple times now. And it's gotten to the point where I get frustrated whenever I say, okay, they, like they do an introduction, say, I'm a, I was a big fan of LS. It's like, oh, fuck, here, like, we, here go. we go. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, the, the, and, and I feel yeah. as though LS is a great coach for high ELO players, yeah, like pro players. Right. Yeah. But for low ELO players, it's, and he, I think he spreads a lot of negative, not all, but a lot of dangerous messages. narratives. Dangerous narratives, yeah, correct. Yeah. Now, but tying back to my initial problem with LS, it's not, again, any of his. Real, like his take on the game it's more the way he, he addresses things as well I feel as though he doesn't leave much room for secondary opinions it's like this is right this is it and if you have a differing opinion you are just beyond dumb for having that you can't go against this type thing that's the way he frames his arguments and um, I don't that doesn't sit well with me because I don't believe the game is quote unquote solved so you don't think like having a strong philosophy that you live and die by is well, it's it's, it's that you can be strong about your opinion, but mm. you shouldn't shoot down other people for having okay, so shooting, differing yeah. opinions. Yeah. Um, and framing it as if it's the gospel. Uh, and, and look, I'm probably guilty of that as well. And I'm putting that right, right out there. But I think he, he has done that consistently and shot down other people. Now, now I want to tie back to the initial point. He has never, dead serious, never put himself in a position where he has been able to be publicly criticized and have results and, and based off his results. Yeah. It's very easy to sit there as a co-streamer as a, a, of a broadcast and say, here, you know, they're going to pick this. So you should pick this, or this is what the draft, this is a terrible draft because blah, 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 blah. You should pick this in here. The team should be playing like this. It's so easy because you have no idea what the team is going through, what their mental state is, the champions of the players, what it's like to be on stage and have the time ticking down and adapting to picks that you've planned for that the enemy team didn't, you never thought they would pick. It's very different than sitting here with a cup of coffee and commenting on how things should be played out. And so what I'm looking forward to and why I'm so excited about the LS announcement is that finally, this is it. You're in the big boy shoes now. You're the head coach. Now it's time to put your money where your mouth is. I'm already concerned by his AMA and the his the announcement post. Some of the things that he's that he's addressing, and I'm excited because there's no hiding anymore. There's no hiding anymore, and I think that this is the greatest thing to happen because result you can't hide anymore. If they fail, it's on you. You're the head coach, and what I'm excited for is what his response is going to be under that pressure. And what, he, what his response is going to be when he's under, he's now the one on stage. He's dealing with the team conflicts. He's dealing with the environment. He's dealing with the investors asking questions. Why are you not getting results? He's the one responsible. There's nowhere to hide anymore, man. You're not co-streaming something. So you can criticize other people's drafts and the way they play the game all you want. Let's show it. So in my mind, there's two ways this is going to go. Number one, you know, all of his style, like he has this, you know, beautiful, like, narrative system that he wants to implement in C9, the academy switch swapping with the main roster. Um, we'll get to that probably a little bit later on. Um, and then, you know, bringing in new players. Um, he's got this whole Korean system type thing going. And he's obviously going to, people are saying how, you know, he can find, he has good enough players to utilize his like strategies. And then it's all going to work. It's just going to go like a dream and they're going to kill it and they're going to dominate. That's one. Or two, it's going to be a honeymoon. Is what I truly believe is going to happen. There's going to be a honeymoon period, and I love that. I'm, I'm, and I'm saying this on the Broken by Concept podcast, so I can get exposed here. 
I'm putting myself out in the public, having my opinion. Again, I don't, this is just my opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion before I get shot down here. Yes, you are, Candice. Um, there will be a honeymoon period. You know, they're doing their Korean boot camp. There'll be a honeymoon period. Yeah, they'll do okay. I reckon they'll do pretty good the first three, four weeks. Weeks, around six, seven, split one. Cracks will start to form. When they, especially when they start losing to like TL and things like that. I think and cracks will start to form. You're talking through the perspective of experience. You've experienced this before. Well, because I've done this many, many... I mean, I've coached as a head coach for three years. I was a head coach for three years. And um, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. And I know being a head coach in that position... I mean, I can't even imagine. I was in O's, let alone what it would be like C9. I mean, that's even harder. The competition is even more brutal. Everyone's on you. So... The cracks will start to form week six, week seven. Conflict in the environment because of the personalities that are in that organization will start. There'll be conflict. Things won't work out as planned. Differing opinions, hierarchy, things will go in like go haywire. Um, and the pressures, everyone's going to be pointing fingers at LS, obviously. He's going to be starting to like feel like, oh, holy shit, you know, there's a pressure on me. Like, oh my God, people are criticizing me now. I can't hide anymore. I got to go up on stage. I'm on camera. I'm on broadcast. Boom, 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 boom. They will not win split one. They won't go to MSI. They won't. I don't even think they'll really make the grand final. I think they'll probably come third, third, fourth. Boom, split two. Um, you know they'll probably come out the gates okay again. Halfway around the split, they'll be a bit. They'll be probably in the middle of the pack. Might have some good weeks, some bad weeks, but they'll finish probably. I'm predicting around fourth. So even lower, you think? Yeah, third, fourth, I would say again in split two. Yeah. Barely, they might barely scrape it towards, barely, because three seeds in NA, right? They might come last seed, potentially. Yeah. And they'll fail Worlds if they do make it, and if, or if they don't, you know, you know that's pretty self-explanatory. And then he will quit. And then he'll quit for, quote-unquote, mental health issues. And then um, the whole thing will explode. And then he'll drop out. And he'll go back to T1 and go back to Korea. Yeah. That's my prediction. That's your prediction. That's okay. my prediction. I'm saying it here. So this could be, <laughs> be completely backfire. Everyone laugh at me and like highlight this exactly what I said. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. I'm not... Because I'm not really on anyone's side in a way. I'm on my own side. I'm out of esports. I have no one to... Please. I have no one to please. I, I couldn't care less who mm. wins. This is just my take on from what I've seen. Mm. And, he, you know, from his philosophy, my, my judgment on his philosophy, well, this is the results that he will get. Um, and th- that's what I'm excited for. That's what I'm ready for. No hiding. You're you're there. Thoughts, Nathan? Um, so my take is that uh, the there's no respect for the coaching craft, and coaches like just continually just get spat on, and it's it's just reinforced again with all this hype around LS and all that. So imagine a. Uh, Imagine like a an, an NFL coach that randomly, you know, he was sitting on the sideline, he like had his blog or website and he always had criticized public opinions. Imagine if he jumped in to um, a coaching position straight away, head coach, and said they're going to make a Super Bowl. Do you reckon that would ever happen? So you're saying, so, so the coach has never been in the NFL? No. He's come from like maybe college? Yeah. And then he's gone into... NFL, yeah. and he, the first thing he said, head coach, we're going we're to win the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. No, not win, make it to, because he said okay. he wants to get semifinals. Let's okay. say that's like the round the same as like okay. the Super Bowl, or like at least the round before the Super Bowl. Okay. Does that happen? Has that no. ever happened? No. 
right? So isn't that interesting how that could be like a, a frame or an approach that someone, that's the expectation that he's had, right? That that's like, that's how much better he he's thinks He's going from zero is. to 100, basically. Yeah. You're yeah. going from never, basically never coaching, or he has coached in the LCS ages ago, right? But he's taken a huge break, barely done actual high-level coaching, team coaching, hasn't. Come in, first year expects to make it to Worlds and have a good showing. That's what he said in the video, right? Mm. Um, is Yeah, I think you're spot on. It's incredibly disrespectful to the craft. And the other thing, just to riff off what you just said, Nathan, sorry to interrupt, but um, we know as well from, so I've studied a lot about NFL coaches. Generally how they work is they work as like an understudy of like a really successful coach for years and then they, they, they finally transition, but they're super humble. And they say, look, you know, we're going to have time to build. This is going to take years type thing. Like they don't go in fucking swing, swing the dick around and say we're going to win in one year. Everyone's mindset and even Ellis, everyone's going to judge him off one year. He's building and setting himself to, to fail in a way, I isn't he? I don't even care if he wins. I, I care about what does five-year coach Ellis look like. But that's no, no, none of that's in the conversation. It's just like, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. Here we go. I'm just going to win easy peasy. There's just no respect for the craft. And this is not just the LS thing. It's like, let, let's go back and, and I want, I'll touch on yeah. NA first and then yeah. EU because I think there's some different examples in EU. Yeah. Look at some some coaches that have been with teams that have won championships. Loco Doka with TSM for like two splits. Where's he? Hmm. Gone, right? They get weeded out. Well, I wouldn't say weeded out. It's just like, no, well, they get kicked, but that person as well doesn't have the respect for the like. What happens if Loco kept on trying, was a coach and stuff like that? You know, like it's like if you had, fail, you're, you're you're out. Yeah, it's like you're yeah, out. It's you're like, out. What the fuck is this? Yeah, what the hell is like, that? What's the respect to the craft? Like, there is no craft respect. in a way. There's no craft from actions. And, th- and think about Joey Youngbuck. Youngbuck, yeah. Well, so he he's interesting because well, let's start with NA first. Okay, sorry. Right? Yeah. So Loco Doka, right? You have people like uh, Jat who came with TL. These coaches for a year. Gone right, but he, he think about it, he's instantly in the position of a top team. Is it's crazy, isn't it? They and just go, go there, the and if you fail, which you're set up to fail anyway, you're out. Yeah, and he's not. He's not like he said like, oh, I'm going to bounce back for this. Like I'm going to go on a lower team on a thing. I'm going to keep refining my craft. That it's just another thing. It's just everyone, like I literally like I have this def- like this picture of like people spit on the craft of coaching. Yeah, like there's no shopping. respect, nothing. Like I, I, I don't. I, I'm not talking about the actual skill of people, but it's not thinking about the long-term thinking like you know how you talk about the nfl um coaching stuff it's like well we're just not at that stage to be in the under so alice could be the 30 year 30 year guy and then he gets the underlings but that's not the talk is it it's it's straight away i'm the best zero to 100 right spot on yeah and i mean look at let's go other people bjergsen just absolute spit on coach another one guys that that we should talk about that quickly just in between this yeah People, I was critis- I was very critical of Bjergsen. People saying, Curtis, why are you so critical of Bjergsen going back to Midland? Because you just, you, you go to a completely new craft, you go for one year fail, and then go back. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like, so it's disrespectful. It's so right? disrespectful. What yeah. are you doing? It's like, you're a doctor, and then you like, and then you, then you be like a dentist for a year and say, oh, screw this. I wasn't good <laughs> at that. I'm going to go back to being a doctor. Like, what the hell? Like, it doesn't make sense. Uh, someone like Path, he was the coach thing. Look as a general manager, it's just like a little side project thing. Uh, who else we got? Um, I mean, Reaper is someone who he, he he's actually around. He's still around, and he's I think he has some respect for the coaching yeah. role. Yeah, definitely. Uh, who else we got? But 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 what you're getting at is like across the board, the 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 narrative is you go in as a coach and then you're expected to win. 
and then if you don't win in like two years, you're done type thing. There's no long-term building at all, is there? Well, it's not so much the... Like, I can understand why the organization would do that because players, everyone's... At the end of the day, the way esports works, guys, is... By the end of the split, if you don't win, everyone fucking hates each other. The coaches hate each other, the players, everyone's sick of each other, right? It's just the way it works, yep. okay? You live in gaming houses, all this sort of shit, right? But it's not, it's not so much... The, I can understand the organization's kicking them because the players would want to get a new coach because everyone wants them to refresh every yeah, year, right? Yeah, um, Then... The, it's the coaches themselves. They should keep sticking. It's like, okay, I, I got kicked. These people hate right. me. Go to a different it's their mindset. And still yeah. learn. Like yep, even yep, yep. even if they 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 get so everyone they they get kicked out of the scene and people hate him. There's still someone to help, man. Go down to the college and, and then people say, well, you know, go from can, like go to FlyQuest or something. Go to Golden Guardians. Like or work go your to way academy up. Or go to amateur if that's the case. Yeah. If you really cared about the craft, right? And thinking long term, but that's just not. It's like I'm either in the th- top leagues and people don't like me anymore. Then fuck. So I guess I'm just going to go off everyone else's opinion. So then LS, right? For example, if he would have followed, like, imagine if he went to. Okay, ideally he wouldn't even go to C9 first, right? Like, because that even then that's entitled to feel like you can coach the best team and just kind of win. But let's just say he does that. He failed for a year. He could easily leave. Say, look, I wasn't ready for this. Go down to like. Golden Guardians, FlyQuest, kind of learn a bit about development and working with players, do that for three years, maybe go to EG, go for like a year there, and then go back to like a top team, like a, like a you know, 100 Thieves or like a TL or something like that, C9, and then work your way back up. Imagine how good of a coach you would be over that long period of time. And, mm. and, and, and tying to EU, Young Buck, he's a, he's a good coach. But people don't respect him. Like people, yeah, and that's fine. Like, so I'm, I'm not saying I don't care. I don't care if us as coaches or coaches in general respect it. Like the the spitting on them is fine, but it's, it's yourself. You're spitting on yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's the angle that I'm that I'm yeah, taking. I feel you. For it, right? That's so, a good, yeah, it's a good take. And so people like grabs. Like you'd be interested to see what he has beat it. Like he, again, he's sort of been around for a long time. Well, he moved, didn't he, to another success, team? G2 to to beat Team BDS or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And Young Buck with obviously Excel, I think those are two some some mm. new ones. Obviously the, the new Mad Lions people. Again, like you know, they had some results, but again, I want to see what does five years look like for for these yeah. people, you know? So I mean it's a bit of an insult to all those coaches in a way, right? That, yeah, it like, is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of an insult. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, look, um, so from from that, so that's your main criticism in a way. It's like yeah, the I way mean, he's I, entered, the yeah, way he's, the way he's entered, entered. And, the, and like the narrative that they're pushing. I'll have a take in four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, like I want to say that it's about. But do you think he's about. even going to last four years? Well, there the, you go. Like the way it's framed, it's like it's like we're going. Here, didn't he say like oh, going here to win type thing? And if we don't have a good result at Worlds in like year one, like you know that's it. Uh, I don't know if he's actually said that, but that's well, that, what that's what he like. that's what he said in the in the hype video okay. or like the video the announcement. It's like we. If we if we don't have a good showing at Worlds and like you know, that's a failure. Yeah. So I might just be a boomer and be like traditional sports. We're not traditional sports, right? But uh, it's just not a coach to me. It's just not like yeah. a, a coach is someone that has incredible experience, gotten results. I mean, not even yeah. I mean, gotten some results and been around for like 10, 15 years. I mean, we're just not there. But people don't even respect themselves to even stick along Team around state, long yeah. enough. Nathan, you raised a really good point. So um, you highlighted Cadrill. So Cadrill made that take about LS's strategy. So LS was saying how they're the academy. And so they're doing like an academy team or like a, an academy team and main roster, and they scream each other all the time. So fill the academy with really good players. So Cadrill said how it's not going to work in 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 practice because the main team don't want to make this the academy team better because then otherwise they're going to take their job in a way. So it's like a it's a very like brutal environment or very like toxic environment and so 
the and Cajal said like the main roster that they're always going to have the excuse oh, i don't want to try because i'm not getting good practice versus these guys and i don't want to make these guys better and then it just turns into this really like a big shit show and and i love Cajal's take because Cajal is a practitioner in a way he came he's experience, from he's talking from experience he's a, he was a pro player recently and he's done that sort of thing and t- look at that i i respect Cajal's opinion like that take way more than ls because ls is so detached I mean, he's never done that before. Mm. It's like, in theory, sure, that can work really well. But, I mean, it, it sh- the, the way it should be framed is like, we're going to have a go at this. Like, it might not be, it might not work. Like, but I'm going to have a go at it. But that's not the way it's fr- it's framed. It's always like, this is going to work. And, and it's always like, uh, you know, I just don't like the whole, that way it's pushed, you know? And so, like, I think Cage had a really good take. And that shows the practitioner versus the theorist in a way, in my mind. Um, now, Quickly talking about this, I know on the Reddit, people were very, and like Cajal, I saw in that comments of his like take on that, people missed the ball completely. And I think Cajal even misses the ball here. And, and you might have a different take to this, Nathan. I believe the bench, or let's call it the bench as the academy team. Yeah. It can be utilized, but in a very specific way. So um, I know this for a fact, oh, I cannot for a fact, but okay. So John Wooden, for example, we've talked about him a lot. We've, we've covered his book um, in, the, in the book club. John Wooden, obviously one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time. Everyone in America basically is a great in consensus and knows him. Like yeah. if you went to school, basically yeah. played any sports. Um, he was a big advocate of the bench. And, and because if you think about it in basketball, you can't scrim other teams. Like you got to verse your second team. Right. And so um, being a sec, like on the bench or in the second team as like for a college team, it's actually bad because you don't get in the spotlight or anything like that. It's hard to get scouted in a way, right? So it's even worse than it would be if you're in academy and league because in academy, you still get to highlight your skills in academy games and solo queue and things like that. Like it's more public. So you're on the bench, you're just not playing. Yeah, basketball. you're just not playing, right? So so what happened, John Wooden, he would actually get amazing players on his bench somehow. Like he would get really good players that could have played for other colleges on the main team to play for his like on quote unquote be like the bench second player because they wanted to be there to learn and the environment was so good and the coaching was so amazing that these players would rather be the second person of X player in John Wooden's system. In John Wooden's system rather than being on the main roster of another team. Now the crazy thing here as well is that he went to them and he was really honest with them and he said you are going to be on the bench for the most... You're, you're not the main point guard or whatever it is for this team. Your, your goal is to make this guy better type thing. Like he said it from the, from the get-go. And so he didn't say it was easy. Like it's not easy to manage that. And he talks about how hard it is to manage a bench. But it is possible with extremely good leadership and an extremely good system. Because if those players were thinking long-term, and a lot of those players who are on the seconds team end up making it to like the NBA... Because they were so good and they, was, they just learned so much from that environment. And that's the mindset that should be coming in. It's not, this guy's here to replace this guy week in, week out. Like to put the, it's not the, the, just the threat of the bench is something that kind of exists. But that's not the main function of it. The main function is like they're there primarily to get, a re, to get really good themselves. Not because they want to simply just replace the main person. So that's the mindset of the player. That's the mindset should be of the player. But that needs to be like mentioned from the get-go. But this is where well, the Well, that's key- not even mentioned. It needs to be embodied. Embodied, And yeah. have been done. I'm sure he failed He's with, with it. Yes. Like, again, yeah. going to the timing, guys. Like, you can't Like, just- John Wooden was coaching for like 20, years before years he even before won he- anything. Before he even got even close to winning. Yeah. And, he, and he said he's a slow learner, but when he, when he gets it, he gets he it. Gets that's it. his quote yeah. for him, you know? 
but but the difference is as well the emotional maturity in basketball like of those players are going to be you know far superior because like the upbringing and like what That's it takes right, to get to that level in basketball, basketball in general yeah. comparatively to like you know league so it, yeah. it's it's it, look we'll see um but i think it can be done is what i'm saying i think it can be done if the leadership is exceptional but it would be incredibly difficult i mean that's just even another pressure i'm, I'm thinking of like ls the system it's going to be a brutal environment like a, an elitist fucking environment mm. and in my experience because i've come from it we've done elite, the whole elitist crap in diewals um it, it, it's it's not sustainable <laughs> to say the least yeah it will work in the short term but it it might work in the short term. It might, well, <laughs> might work in the short term, but it's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you wanted to clarify in your stance on Alice before we move on? Nope. That's Again, it? I'll have a comment in four years. So you're not even going to make a prediction? No. You're not going to put yourself on the I mean, I, ca- I care. I, like, I want to see him come last and continue to coach next year. That's what I would want to see. Right. And then win next year. That would be a cool story, you know? Like that's yeah. A, a real, yeah, that's a cool that's story. That's a real yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. That's a real coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Like stick that's to the same, same roster. That's some respect for yourself and... Um, well, that's because th- ima- imagine that. Imagine if he 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 loses and then he just quits. Like, what's that? That would be so sad. Yeah, it's not even just for that. It's, it's just not even himself. satisfying. It's not even like, yeah, hundred percent. What'd you learn, dude? Yeah, I mean, this is it. This is his time to real. I think he could theoretically make a big change if he did this properly, like you said. He could make a big lasting effect in coaching because everyone, all eyes were on him. You know. Yep. Well, again, he wouldn't have to just do it one year. So it next year. Yep. And the next year. Then the next year, and then the next year, and then he will have a huge impact. That's my that's my take. So I guess we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. So moving on, um, and I know I'm going to hate for that whole thing. I mean, I'm 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 ready for it. I'm I'm primed. Curtis has got his little moat up and his castle <laughs> ready to go defend the attackers. Um. All right. So I want to talk about this. I'm going to really struggle to articulate this, but I I get like this feeling watching some of these. I'm not high low, not high high low, but I'll say like D, like kind of maybe like Diamond Plus in a way. Have you ever watched a um, or done a review, and you're kind of watching them play, and they make these decisions where they kind of feel you feel like they're throwing caution to the wind in the sense that they're playing with it, like they're they're trying to like play and learn. But also, like, they make these random decisions where, like, they're okay with dying in a way. Like, they're throwing caution to the wind. They're not, they're not trying to prevent deaths. Have you ever, like, had this feeling at all? Not once. Give me an okay. example. So, I watched this guy. And, you know, sometimes when I'm... Well, a lot of my goal when I'm coaching is I'm not just there to identify what to do in this... Say, for the example, someone makes a mistake... Sure, we're going to talk about what the alternative would be. Yeah. For example, like, okay, you could have done this in this trade to take a better trade, or you could have reset here instead of reset there. We, we can go into that. We will go into that. But what at a higher level, what I try to do is I try to identify why they're making these decisions. Like, where is it coming from? What is their reference point? Why are they? Why would I not do that? And why would I do that other play? It's not, it's not about the decision itself. It's the why behind it. That's what I try to teach. That's right? right. So when I'm not there, they're going to know how to do it. And then that's that. The why will give you some fundamentals to apply to many situations, right. not just that specific one. There. And, and and I feel like this actually might be prevalent in your gameplay as well. Oh, here we okay? go. Here we go. So so what I've noticed is that there's a fine line between kind of like pushing limits and figuring out what your champion's capable of, and like you know doing, you know maximizing your damage. 
as well as like kind of you got to like walk that i talk about walking the tightrope in mm. terms of like you want to do as much as you possibly can without you know going too aggressive and dying and when i play my best league of legends nathan it's when i'm like i still don't want to die like in the back of my mind, I'm doing whatever I can to not die. Like I value That's like my your life. Baseline. Yeah, it's, it's my baseline is that I don't want to die, and yeah. I hate saying play to not die. I hate that too. But as you well. you got to. You got to. Yeah. Like, Dining league legends is dying, mostly bad. Yeah, mostly bad. There's some niche sometimes of, good deaths. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's such thing as good deaths. They're right, but but underneath this entire thing is embedded within it is I just I value my life really bloody high. And you don't think they emphasize that? Yeah, and I feel okay. like sometimes when I'm watching Diamond play specifically, yeah, okay. it's like yeah. they, they, they're just so blasé with deaths. Yeah, okay. I know what you... Yeah, okay. You see what I I'm getting at? They're, yeah, so, yeah, they're yeah. so blasé with yeah. like going in in, an, in a very uncalculated way. Or they, yeah. They're okay like going in... Or like in. go for a fuss. Like, oh, let's have a crack. Yeah. Versus how do I actually win this game? Right, and then that dictates as well. Like, you know how we talk about sometimes being in a fight and you kind of like hold abilities and you're like waiting. You're a little bit more poised. Like sometimes... Like say you're release, and rather than just starting the fight max range with cocoon, maybe you like kind of walk up and yeah. like hold your cocoon for like maybe a second. Like you, you, you're, but that's coming from a place of like I want to I just value my life. I'm not just going in there as like a cannon fodder type thing. Yeah, just run in there and smash all your abilities and yeah. hope, hope you win the fight. But I feel like it's not their ability to know what to do here. It's the, it's the underlying mindset. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you know what I mean? even if they mess up and like have a crack as long you can sort of tell whether they're valuing their life is that what you're yeah, saying yeah yeah like, you can yeah. tell if they're playing yeah, to value your life yeah. or they're just doing it with like this very blase like ah yeah. Oh, yeah i guess i could die here mentality Do, have you ever dealt with that sort of thing or you know what I, that, that's every review that's every review so so what do you how do you tackle that because um, I, I really struggle to get it to like, to like articulate get across the, mo- to get across the message that's so important yeah it's a good question to be honest i've really thought about the emphasis of it, I just, yeah, I mean, maybe I, I agree. Let's let's just brainstorm here, Curtis, figure out something. Because, like, okay, even, like, let's, let's talk about LOL Dodge game then, how it applies to LOL Dodge game. Yeah. When you're playing LOL Dodge game, of course you're playing to get the highest score you can, but the reason, like, it directly coincides, like, getting a high score directly coincides with valuing your life really, really highly. Like, you got to not die. Yeah, you have to really focus. you got to really focus yeah. on not dying as well as pushing your limits. Because if you if you try to like yeah if you obviously sit there and not die and don't push your limits you're not gonna you're not gonna get a good score yeah, either way so yeah. you got to find this like balance where like you're 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 playing to 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 maximize your DPS and you walk that tightrope but you're not gonna you still care about your, your you still care about your life so you're saying you can like limit test and learn. While, while still caring, caring yeah. yeah, and and because what I, found- I mean, that's what I did when I started playing league. That's exactly remember. Remember, I said that the simple way that I climbed, I literally be like, "Why am I dying? Don't die. Just don't die." Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's, that's literally. I'm like, I'm not even kidding, guys. I mean, obviously, the game's changed a lot since season three. That was all my mindset was. When playing Lee. And if I died once, I didn't expect to win the game. That was my mindset. That's how brutal well, I was I think... It. Okay, let's go a bit deeper here then, Nathan. I think what it might stem from is pe- people still not really getting how bad dying once is. Yeah. Yeah, well, because... Like, when I die, I knew how much I could have done. Yeah. You know, like, you can run through that the scenario that scenario yeah. in your mind. If but I, I think, what, die, I think what happens with the, the, the average player is that they would die and then it's just like, oh... 
now I just go back on the map. But I've, I'm thinking like, fuck, I could have like taken that tower. I could have invaded there. I could have had tempo. I could have set up vision there. Like I could have done so like speed, 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 And then speed, even speed. when you would do that, right? Say you're saying I've set up vision. You don't just view it as setting up vision. You view it as like that vision would allow you to do something Dude, else that's as right, well. Yeah, that's right. That's so it's like you're able to put yourself this. in the future. And that's why you value your life so highly. Because if I'm not on the map, I'm, I'm not, there's no pressure. But I've, but I've always felt that versus you, Nathan. Like, I feel like one of the biggest things when I'm versus you, when you're saying, I think when you're playing Nunu, you do a really good job of this. You are really good at going in and going out. Like, you're very good at getting your, your CC off, doing your job, but not just suiciding. Like, you'll maximize I your, maximize what you'll I do, maximize yeah. your life. But then on some champs, when yeah, I... Yeah, it's, it's purely for me. It's like, if I'm comfortable with the champ and I'm able to do that, I know what it looks like. If I'm not, like, like, like when I went to my Jarvan phase... Mm. Um, <laughs> I just don't have that comp. Like my my mindset is Java. I'm pure support utility. You know. Yeah, which is dangerous. It's dangerous, but that's not the right mentality. You, carry you still got to play. Even if you're a support facilitator, you still got to like value your life. Value your life. Yeah, I know. You I know, I'm well aware of this issue. Yeah. And 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 where this actually really came apparent is when people learn champions. Like I get it. It's okay to push limits, and you definitely do have to push limits when learning a champion. But there's a line, like. I had a guy that's learning, um, I was going to just call him out here, Ting, right? And he's, he was learning, um, I think it was LeBlanc. Yeah, Le, he was learning LeBlanc. And he was like going for like ridiculous kills that it's not, you're not even testing limits anymore. You're just playing to suicide and trade one for one. This isn't actually learning anymore. Like there's a barrier. There's like a line in which you draw where it's like, this is, we're, we're going overboard here. So, uh, you know, I don't want to go too deep on this, but the message I wanted to push here is that for those of you, if you feel like you're playing and you're just dying too much, or maybe you're in a rut and you don't know what's going wrong, just look at your deaths. And like, is your mindset such that... You really value your life, yeah. Like when I play my best League of Legends, if I'm playing any mage, mm. like even when I'm playing Fizz, I don't want to die. I'm going to do whatever it takes to like not die while also maximizing your damage. So in order to get that, find that breakpoint, the way I teach it is this, Nathan. I tell people to go to the extreme... So like play like an absolute maniac and just die a lot, but then do the opposite. Then go all the way to zero and just try and just not die. Just that's play. an interesting learning method. And yeah. then once you've got both, you can kind of calibrate and be like, yeah. oh, interesting. That's what happens when I die a lot. This is what happens when I don't die at all. And then you can kind of like get a better gauge of what it means. Um, but as I, as I say it, I just don't know if people actually just do what I say. Okay, know? so a great way to emphasize a point is you emphasize it all the time so people get so mm. bored of it i mean one one for me is just jungle tracking pinging like i i, I think i actually have gotten that across right. originally i didn't it's because i said every you say it every time and if, no, if someone brings a review i'll bring it up and i type it in my little notepad and then everyone knows it didn't track with enemy jungle side level right one. now it's like gotten to the point where it's like ridiculous if you don't do it yeah because uh, you know nathan's gonna straight away bring it that's up. right and then they don't even bring that vod because they're like they already know like, yeah it's game over that. level one yeah well, it's like end of review at level one. Yeah. yeah. So I would have to emphasize that more. Uh, I mean, I think I, I do think I do a good job. I think I do. I mean, I, I do end of reviews at deaths a lot, dude. I mean, I, I'm, you know. Like one. Yeah, yeah. So you're, a, you're a big end of reviewer. Yeah. I'm a just absolute end of review. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think that there has to be an articulate way of putting like a nice, short, sharp, concise sentence. Yeah. That gets across that message. So, look, I'm going to put it out there. If anyone has an idea about how to articulate that in a very concise manner. Have an analogy or something. Or an analogy. I still have been, I've been trying many, many times and I just, it hasn't clicked. So, I need help on this one from the community. 
Absolutely. We'll use the the brains trust of the brains the, trust of the, of the broken by concept community. Right, so I got a few more topics. Um, can I do one more and then we'll jump to yours? I'll let you do one more. Right, I'm, gonna okay. t- I'm taking over today. I'm taking control. Taking the wheel. Yeah, as, um, as usual. All right. So I've got a few people um, at the moment. Preseason. Yeah. You know, just mental booming. You know, just, really? just, just tilting. Pre-season. Yeah, just tilting. Oh, yeah. I have as well because like people aren't trying that. Yeah. Either, I mean, there's so, so many reasons. Whether so many it's it, X, yeah. X thing is OP. Yeah. Um, people aren't um, trying. Yeah. So many trolls. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Um, you already had so many reasons before, but now you've got even more ammunition. It's more like, ammunition. You know what's happened? It's like the... There's like a plane that's like come and dropped off like all these weapons. Like a care package. Yeah, care package yeah. that have weapons to, yep, to new, shoot new each other gear. with. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've tried to help a few people and I said to them, I'm going to talk about it on the BBC. So a trend that I've noticed, and, and I think we haven't done a good enough job at articulating, Nathan, is that when you get affected by an event in a game, and I'm going to I'll use an example. So I did a review this morning. He's a Katarina player. He um, he was in the side lane and he saw a fight break out on top side. Like he's all the way in bot, and he had his he had his TP ready to go, and he was he thought he was one v oneing the eighty carry. Thought the support would be at the Rift Herald fight. Like he was just him in the eighty carry, and he walks into the river and he channels his TP, and the enemy support was actually hiding out of vision, and like the Rakan stopped his TP, and then he died. And in his mind, he kind of like, he, he got really angry. He got pissed off because like he could see that if he was at that fight, he would have cleaned up. The Vlad wouldn't have got that double kill. Like the game would have been different in his mind. Like he kind of ran through that reality after he was dead, right? And it was so fascinating because like I've had a lot of those responses in my games or just things like that happen in my games. And my response is so different. It's like, okay, yep, I died. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am frustrated for like three seconds, mm. four seconds. Mm. And I was like, all right. Um, I, I gotta go here now. Like I'm just, it's so ingrained in my mind that I gotta just think about something else. Now, the, the where I think this key differentiation stems from isn't his ability to control his emotions in that moment. It's nothing to do with his emotional regulation in that moment. It's about what has happened up until this point. So the analogy I'll use to describe this is. Let's say you had a really shitty day at work. Like you work a nine to five corporate office job, you know, your accountant or something, and you had a really shitty day and you know, you got to drive home. It's wet, it's raining. And you know, when it, he's driving home in peak hour, let's say it's a guy um, and he, he gets into the traffic and he's just had a shit day. And all he wants to do is go home and sit in the couch, have a beer and just chill. And then it's just a huge traffic jam. And he know that it's going to take now two hours to get home, maybe instead of one. Now, if someone were to like beep him or like he's in that traffic jam, he's already had such a shitty day that his response to that traffic jam is going to be incredibly heightened. His response is going to be way more negative than it would be if someone Probably else. like out of character more so. Like, you, you know, sometimes be like, that, that's just not me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's you not know, him. Yeah. You know that saying, <laughs> you know, um, the Snickers ad, it's like, you're not, you when you're hungry. Yeah, you yeah, 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 like, exactly. Yeah. It's actually like that. And so, like, I imagine, like, this guy, Fake Cash, in the, in the game, and he's that guy, he's had a shitty day, and he's in the traffic, he's in the peak hour, and one little thing happens, and he snaps. Yeah. You know, sometimes that happens. Like, we, and we've all had those days where, like, you had a shitty day, and then someone says something, and even if it wasn't small, it was small, it just, you snap. Yeah. And that's how I view League of Legends in a way. And, and in reference to not having a pregame ritual. And what I view a good pregame ritual does, it gets you in the right headspace. So when the negative events happen, which they are inevitably going to happen, you're prepared. 
Like you're in the right mental state. So going back to the traffic analogy, let's say, you know, we got a girl, Sarah, she's, she's had a great day. She, you know, she's had a beautiful day. She, she had the best lunch. She caught up with some friends after work, whatever. And even though there could have been a traffic jam, like she's probably just going to buy some music, maybe put on a podcast, even if someone beeps her, she's like, oh, okay, whatever, screw you. And she'll just kind of be doing her thing. She'll be, she won't be easily rattled. That's, in my opinion, the difference between having a great pre-game ritual, like pre-block ritual and not, can be this response. Mm, it helps your response. That's yeah. what I think. And, and, I know, and I know this even for me, if I come, say I'm like really frustrated, I've got a lot of shit in my mind, I'm just not in it. Like I play shocking or I'll get more easily tilted. And that's why for me, low dodge game or listen to a great motivational playlist, like whatever it is to get you in that zone, it's your buffer. It's like a shield in a way. That soaks up all the bullshit. Do you see? Do you, do you see what I mean? Yep, yep. It makes a lot of sense. And so I want people moving forward to have a little think about this. If you don't have a pregame ritual, and you are getting, you're finding yourself getting pretty pissed off in games very easily. Like one thing, negative event happens, and you're like, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm instantly going from happy to tilted in one event. Um, that could be. That's a, probably a problem. That's a problem. I mean, and, and I asked him, like, these people, do you have pregame rituals? They don't a lot of the time. Uh, they play, do they do three-block method? Yeah, they do three-blocks. They just don't have a pregame ritual. Is there a, 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 um, a round of time in that block where there is the third game? He said it's usually the third game as well. This guy, he said and this then, was the third game. And then he's affected in that game, in the rest of his games, as you play another block? Like, um, No, he said he does a three-block, and that was his third game, and he just played shit. He always plays bad in the third game. Got it. But I think that, like, again, you can refresh that shield in between the games in a way. If you have, like, a little mini pregame. Well, you should. Like, yeah. you should have something in between there yeah. to kind of get you... Like, you don't, you don't want to go play again into play again into play again. I mean, it's brutal if you do that. Yeah. It's, you're you're going to get weird thin. Yeah, I guess the thin. review in between was what it was for me. Right, so whatever it is for you, whether it's a re short review, whether it's a, a song, whether it's getting out and, you know, getting a glass of water, whatever it is, or, you know, a minute on Low Dodge Game, it doesn't matter really what it is. Mm. It's like something to get you in the right headspace. Let's say building that more as like a long-term foundation, right? So let's say someone who's really bad with it right now, right now, mm. let's say they just snap at everything every yep. game, right? If you give them a pregame ritual now, I doubt much will change, no. right? Because that's just not their philosophy, their their character. That's not the way they view the game of League of Legends, right? So you have to like build this over a long term. Like let's say, let's say if you've got like a angry sixty year old guy who just he's like looking for road rage, right? Because he's like sick of shit. He just hates. Yep. He's, let's say he, he hates young down. people. He's, he's been beat he's down over like twenty people. years. Yeah, 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 you know, on the road, yeah, right? Yeah. Um. That person's not going to change at all, no, is he? No, you know, no. like he would have to go some huge like character development. Yeah. I mean, at that age, you probably. And but then, then, then would would have to bring it back to all the tools, you know, like yeah. the the solicue contract, yeah, and, like, all these other things that would have to kind of bring in. But yeah, you're right. So you would have to like start building the foundation. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't think of it as again short short term and as a sort of a, a, a create your short term tools, but think of it as a long term process, like. Because I could just see people listening to this and be like, they do it, doesn't work, fuck doesn't Curtis. work. Yep, yeah, screw it. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's a really good point, Nathan. It's not about that one block. It's about the because because why are you and me? 200. We're very hard to like get frustrated like, yeah. compared to the average yeah. player. 
I mean, me almost like pretty rarely, yeah. dude, you know? Yeah. Because I look at my own gameplay because I know how bad my gameplay yep. is, dude. I mean, we have so many tools, but yeah. that's been refined over a long period that's of time. That's exactly right. Correct. You weren't like that at all. No, I was, there the, you I go. was a rager. Yeah, I was the, the rager. toxic rager. You're the 60-year-old guy on yep. the thing, and that took years of development. The years of change for me, yeah. yeah. Spot on. Yep, I was that one person. If you made one mistake, I would say like GG open type thing. Yep. GG. You want to lose the game for them. Yeah, I want to like lose that. the game for my team. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think that. I, it feels like, because you are, you really are a different person in a way. Like when you develop, like over a year or two years, like you are, like I can't even resonate with my that mindset, mindset at the time. No, you wouldn't like be it's, able it's, to. It feels so foreign to me. The fact that I would say GG. Dude, you, you have, you would have your old, old Curtis rock up to your coaching and said you would beat that person to oh, a yeah. pulp, dude. It would be, it'd be embarrassing. <laughs> if I were to get coaching, like when I was like 18 yeah. like it's a joke you'll probably quit the program you'll probably quit I'd be MLA ma- yeah, I'd be, I'd think do you reckon you'd stay in an MLA not a chance I'd really? be too toxic because you'd be like I'm just better than this guy or something what was your mindset I don't know I, I was very you'd elitist. get kicked out yeah I'd get kicked out probably <laughs> you'd kick yourself because they would see me like <laughs> yeah. talk shit in a game yeah or... and they'll try and tell you it's bad but you just wouldn't get it I mean I tried to talk you to about this stuff but yeah, you, you never couldn't. got it yeah you tried yeah you'd you get kicked out from your own program yeah I would that's amazing guys Someone, someone makes a meme or something. People wouldn't believe it. No, people wouldn't believe. No, you guys, like, there's so many good meme generators in MLA. Someone please, like, <laughs> have, like, a, an alter ego Curtis account or something of, like, just showing, like, just him getting kicked out. You know, it's funny. People have my old, like, when I add people to NA, it has my original name. Yeah. And it has Swag Monster 66. 66 was the original name, yeah. That was his name. In, in NA, Swag, in all capitals. Curtis swag Monster 666. Curtis thought he was edgy. Yeah, it was just embarrassing. It's really embarrassing when you look back at it. But you got it. I mean, you, you know, you're a young kid at the time. You just, I mean, you've got to start somewhere. So you wouldn't have patience for yourself, Curtis? Well, it depends how I responded, you know. If the person, like, if it depends how much I respected I me think, I think, thing. I think you probably would. Yeah, I if I respected would. the person a lot, you know. You'll be a hard student, but you'll get there eventually, I think. Yeah, take time. Because you're a results-based guy. It's like, okay, I do this, yeah. I don't get results, you know. Yeah, yeah. if it helped me get ELO, I would have I listened for yeah. sure. At the start, I would have been very dubious. <laughs> but then after like a, maybe a month of like getting roasted, I'm like, okay, this guy's you, you wouldn't join the MLA straight away. You would be like lurking, watching your content for years. Yeah, I would have been like a You lurker. do your job, you do it, you explode, and then he'll come to you once the explosion happens. Yeah. That's what we're having. Yeah, I would be like the after the train wreck type yeah. thing. Yeah, it wouldn't be to prevent. It would be no. after, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. It'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think back on some of the way I spoke, it's just so disrespectful. It's just all ego. It's all insecurity and ego when I think back. Mm. That's what it really was. It's like I was scared of... And it was all... Again, I, we spoke about this on another episode. It was all just fixed mindset. That's right. The core of it was that I had a fixed, fixed mindset. mindset. Yeah. And my default, my defense mechanism was to think other people were shit to make myself feel better if I played bad. That's all it was. Because right. I didn't believe in improvement. Yeah. I thought it was talent. You're talent. good or you're shit. Yep. That was the narrative that I was pushed for forever that's, that's i mean that's normal it's the normal the that's a norm narrative. yeah and it took years to break and it wasn't until t- 21 it took three three years to break essentially unbelievable there you go um all right so you know move on all right um what would you have for us for today all right so speaking of i mean this flows perfectly into um the talent and you're either good or your shit yep and talking about respect, okay. people are going to be so sick of the word about I use the I use the word respect too much. I'm like the respect your elders type guy, okay. you know, like 
Just there's just disrespect for the game and coaching and everything. I see it all the time. So here's a Reddit post, okay? Okay. Uh, this is the title of the Reddit post. This is a very popular one. Everyone's getting behind this. Everyone's agreeing with this guy. Okay. Climbing in ranked is too time consuming and not rewarding enough. Okay, so I picked up playing on ranked again this preseason, and I have an issue with the rank system at the moment. I've played 35 games, and I'm doing really good. I went on a few win streaks and no real loss streak with a 65% win rate. I've started in gold two, and now I'm in gold one with like 30 LP. Having just climbed about a division feels so frustrating because I think I'm playing really well at the moment. Carrying a good portion of the games, and in the ones we lose, I tend to do well. Per win, I get 15 LP and lose the same amount per loss. If I do the math on it, I've invested about 26 hours in ranked since preseason, which may not be much for some, but still you have to acknowledge that playing 35 games over three weeks and climbing one division is not rewarding enough when you win most of the games. At least that's the way I feel. Uh, It's not even the fact that I gain the same amount of LP while winning as I lose when losing ranked that makes it feel unrewarding. Um... 15 LP for queuing up, being in champ select for a few minutes with the possibility of a few dodges and spending 35 minutes average, trying your best to carry with the possibility of the game being lost in champ select or by teammates griefing. I would be fine if I get 25 LP per win and lose the same amount per loss as makes it easier for climbing when your win rate is positive. Does anyone feel the same or am I alone in this one? So my first reaction is absolute disrespect for the game. Oh, I'm going to sound like the oldest guy here. The bloody younger generation with no patience and entitlement. That's that's this is what I'm getting from this again, Curtis. And it just angers me that this is the community consensus gets up. Wait, so that's the, how many upvotes we talking? This one had three hundred. So it's and like, it's still climbing. And how many how many comments were on it at the time? Uh, I don't think I, I screenshotted. Right. I mean, this is just concerning. I mean, I mean it's concerning, it's just, Curtis, isn't it? It's just concerning. It's like, like it's uh, it, imagine, it, imagine, like it hurts that we even have to talk about this. We have to. I'm going to keep addressing it every episode. Like I can't. Like it's so low level. It is, isn't it? It's so low level. You know, it's the fact that that's getting even remotely recognized on the main Reddit. Is that's the problem. Isn't, it? isn't that interesting? Why is that? Like I wouldn't care if someone had that opinion. It Ima- makes sense. He's like, imagine some- if someone posted this on a UFC Reddit. They said, I've been to a, like, you know, jiu-jitsu, gym. jiu-jitsu gym. I mean, I went to the gym for, fuck? I went to the gym for like one month and I... I just don't think it's that rewarding. Yeah, I just don't feel like it's that worse. It's just more worth, put the time you know? in. And it's like... Like, he, he thinks that because he's playing a game, he's entitled. Just because he's playing well, he's entitled to something. I mean, no, it's just because... The, the, the underlying thing, Nathan, is that people think league... It's a game. It's a casual with, game. That's right. Where... You're either good or your shit. Well, they think it's just easy. They yeah. think the game is easy mm. in a way. Like, even if you ask them, they say, no, I don't think it's easy. I just think that I should get more LP. But do you understand how little time that is? Like 35 hours. That's so little. Yeah. So, so, so little. That's like a day and a half. There's nothing. And then considering how complex the game is. And he's, remember, we're talking about goal one. How much percent of the player base is that already? And he's already talking about win rate. He's talking about, like, he's... Yeah, and you're in goal one. You're already at the top, I can't remember, like 40% or something, right? Like you're already better than the majority of the, of the population. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Nathan, it's not about his take. It's about the, the community. It's the mindset. It's the mindset and the community. And the respect for the game. The lack of respect for the game. And the improvement process and actually learning the game and improving and what the rank system actually means. Yeah. 
I, look, at the end of the day, we can talk about this dude all he wants, but uh, look, you, you got to empathize in a way because I just feel like Riot don't do a good job of educating. Oh, it's sh- yeah, zero job. It's, it's, it's the er- I think it's more Riot's fault than the public. I mean, no, how can you no, expect- no, no, isn't it's, it? It's streamers as well because you streamers. can piss Smurf to Diamond. You're shit if you're not that Diamond. That is true. That is true. So people are expecting, it's like, okay, well, I should just be quickly climbing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm playing well, quickly climbing to Diamond Challenger. Like, it should be super easy. Well, in a way, what's interesting is that how can people know that they're playing well? Yeah, it's a great. That, that, like that's at the most fundamental level. Like, well, you would review that guy's game, and I mean, getting a kill doesn't mean you're playing well. Yeah, people's perception. Like I've seen well so well. many people with great, quote unquote, KDAs that are playing shocking League of Legends. Yeah, I had a review today. It was there's no consistency there. That it's not going to work. Every but game. even like the way, yeah, the way you get the kills. Yeah. I mean, there's many ways to get a good KDA and yeah. slowly lose the game. Yeah. Um. So I I feel like the it's the lack of it's entitlement in a way. It's actually. absolutely entitlement. It's That's entitlement. That's what I'm saying. I sound like an old man doing something. Young people will feel like they're entitled, dude. No, you're right, Nathan. I think it's like we, we, we always... The, the, one of the narratives that is shoved is that how simple the game is. It's like you just... You see these streamers play just casually. Like they're just playing with music, relaxing, just dominating people when they're in like Diamond or like Master. And you're like, oh my God. And they say, oh yeah, Diamond. Look at this Diamond for Noob. Ha ha ha. Um, yeah, these people are obviously getting influenced by that. That's right. You know, big yep. time. And it's a goddamn shame because it's it's that's what I talk about. Didn't I say one of those guys hated on me for talking about how uh, the Reddit is just like a it's just like an echo chamber, it's just the same bullshit opinions, and that you can't have any contrary opinion, otherwise you get shot down. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the I don't. I feel like what we're doing, Nathan, is like we're we're doing like one little dent in the armor, like. Nathan, no one knows about us. It's, you know, it's a very small podcast. It's fine. We got our little community. You know, and what I'm saying is results. that like this sort of thing is going to be prevalent probably the entirety of the game's existence. Well, I mean, this is interesting. Again, you would never see a post like this on some soccer Reddit or anything. Yeah. You just wouldn't. So the culture and again, the view of the, it's so distorted. But is this even league specific? I don't think it is. I think it's just young gamers... It's just very young gamers, naive young gamers. I mean, think about it. It's just me and you, Nathan, when we were 15, 16. This guy's probably 15, right? Something yeah. like that, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'd hope so. And, like, you know, he, he, he probably has very little good role models. And he is feeling frustrated because he's... I mean, again, let's have empathy for this guy. He's watching a bunch of streamers. I don't think that's the case at all, Curtis. I think we should be empathetic because there's no, no way no, this guy no, would no, have it. Not, not about... No, I would not think about the role models or anything. It's purely... Again, even if he had no role models or anything like that... And he he would never post this on some like UFC or soccer jujitsu Reddit. Like you just would imagine it would just get shot down. No, instantly. but, but the, no, but the difference is Nathan. Like if you're in that environment, if you're in a you do jujitsu or you do X sport, you have role models that are explaining to you, and like you can see the the in depth. Okay, nature. sorry, you are right. It is yes, ties to role models. It does, yeah, yeah. You'd have someone, yeah, you're right. Like yeah. you'd have some like yeah. very like sophisticated teacher, like or some, some black belt or, that's like. Yeah. That's show you how much work he's been doing for like 10, 15 years. Like, oh, that makes sense. 40 years, yeah. And like, he's like this master and it takes years to get to this belt. Like you can see how it takes so long. So patience is embedded within the culture. Sports, yeah. It's already embedded within it. So like, I think that league, it's it's, it's a problem of education from right. And the, and even the streamers, look, I'm actually going to have, as sad as this is to say, I actually am going to have some empathy or sympathy for the streamers in a way because in a, they're not incentivized to say that it's easy. I mean, they're not incentivized to say that it's hard because 
they're going to get memed on by other streamers. That's right. Like they're only protecting themselves in mm. a way. Like they want to go with the grain because that's their livelihood. You got to think of it. Every action in 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 the world is determined by like a lot of the time financial, um, or like their their monetary situation. That's right. Like there was a there was a really great example that we're talking about. I think it was um we're talking about how um. Oh yeah, I think what it was was like some like big pharmaceutical company, right? And they were talking about how they pushed research on a specific disease and and kind of brought up, showed all the reasons why the heart disease, for example, is super prevalent, just so that they people would be more fearful of heart disease, so they would buy their medication, right? In a way, they're not going to support any evidence to suggest that heart disease isn't as prevalent because it's not coherent with them making money. Mm. So whenever I'm assessing the psychology or the actions of these streamers, I always think back to what are they incentivized to do monetarily? They're not going to say um, to all these people that are watching them play... That I trying really hard and like you won't be able to do this. Is yeah. That- I don't it's like, this is just super easy. I'm just super talented because that makes you look cool. It makes them look cooler. I think it puts they, them on a pedestal. Well, yeah, okay, you're right. And I yeah. think it's like it's like a, it's like like a an ego thing. And, yeah. I, and I think that... like Oh, I mean, that's not just a stream. That's all high elo players. Yeah, there's that. I mean, there's many things at play here, but I'm just pulling at one thread yeah. here. Um, but I think it's even to go to the show for us, which I think that we got to be careful of, Nathan. You know, I think... And we got to draw a line at some point. And I think we kind of did this with the addiction episode. Like there are negatives to League of Legends in a way, of course. You know, and we spoke about that with addiction. And I think yeah. there are other elements of League of Legends that are. Ne- and we've t- I've told people in the MLA to quit the game, mm. which doesn't make any sense for my program. Like if I would, I would, I should be begging them to stay theoretically, but I have to tell them to leave because I know it's not good for them. So like in a way, sometimes we are going to have to run against what is good for us as a as like a job, because that's what they need to hear. That's what people need to hear. You know, and I think that we. A lot of the time, I'm, we protect Riot, um, I would say, maybe too much. I would say sometimes we do protect Riot too much. Yeah, but it should be more hard on them to do a better job with this stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, anyway, I but I think, it's, I think you're right, Nathan. Look, you know, it's, it's an interesting post. It's concerning that that is, the, you know, a, a largely held belief of many people in the league community. Um, I just don't see how it's going to change unless Riot really, you know, make a massive effort to change it. Mm. And nor would they would it. Think about the, again, the incentive. They want as many people to play. League don't want, they don't want people to think the game is hard. They want people to just be addicted to the rank system. They want people to go in there blindly, get addicted to a certain champion, buy a bunch of skins. Like they don't really care about the user experience that much. Like I would say they're more concerned about getting people to spend money and play the game. Because if they were really... Imagine if they did a whole thing saying, look, League is actually a complex game. I'm saying that, you know, there's a low barrier entry. You can do it. But there is all these things to consider. It would be overwhelming. No one's going to sit through a two-hour tutorial in the, at the start of the game talking about all the concepts about the game. Who's going to do that? A very mm. small portion of the population. And if anything, it's going to turn off a bunch of other people from playing the game. The casuals. It's true. So again, they're not really incentivized to do so. Which is the sad thing. Well... You could separate the queues. I mean, ranks should be, you know, a bit more of a, a um, what you're talking about. Right. And then, you know, like there's still players. Right. Like, so you've got to watch this thing or like sign this yeah, agreement before ranked. it gets to ranked. Yeah. Right. But, but I, I think, think it's still possible. But they want people hooked on ranked though. Because ranked, I think ranked is, is one of the big addiction things. Yeah. LP's the, the, the heroin, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's the syringe. 
the drug. They, LP, they're not going to get people playing the game just through normal games. No, I mean, if ranked didn't exist, the league would die. Yeah. Yeah, would the be ranked dead. is huge, yeah. I mean, we spoke about this many times. The rank system is the key determining factor whether or not a game, game survives or, or not. Correct. In the long yeah. run. Yeah. I've got to change the battery right. and then we'll jump into our next topic. Yeah, yeah I've got one more topic I want to talk about. Let's do it. Yeah. Moving on. Um, I've got one more thing here. Um, so, you know, I made a thing on my MLA about preseason. Yeah. So strap yourself in. There's going to be a lot of bull crap, a lot of things that are overpowered, underpowered, whatever. And um, I've heard a lot of people in my Discord at the moment saying, oh my God, Curtis, like Victor's so overpowered. You know, Victor should be permabanned, blah, 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 blah. Now, look, I'm not denying the fact that Victor is objectively stronger than he needs to be. I'm agreeing with that take. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, cool. Don't waste your time. Either you're going to play. I literally had someone, dead set, who yeah. already mains Victor, who's maining Victor. He said, Curtis, I don't know if I should feel bad for maining Victor because he's so strong right now. Like, mm. like what happens when he gets nerfed? If you're maining Victor, you're maining Victor. That's right. All these people matter. that are spamming Victor right now for LP... You don't get anywhere, do They it. don't get anywhere. No. Their champion mastery is going to go down the drain because Victor is not a champion that is consistent throughout the meta. Like, Victor, if he you look at the last been. three seasons, four seasons, it's, it's generally strong at the beginning of the season mm. and then it dies off very quickly... It gets beyond useless, and then it might kind of, kind of picks up maybe later on. But it's not a champion that is consistent throughout the entirety of the season. Now, I am a big Victor player. I played Victor a lot of You're last the season. Guy, dude. Even I got to the point where you know it got so weak that I could. I was just playing Oriana over it. Yeah. Now these people who don't have Victor mastery, they're just going to waste so much time. So please, public service announcement: <laughs> don't waste your time picking up something if you're not going to commit to it long term. Otherwise, you are going to. Dig yourself a big hole it's and waste your go in the, the circle of life of League of Legends. Oh. Pick champion to abuse for LP. Champion gets nerfed. Lose LP. Lose LP. Lose motivation. Lose champ mastery. Fun, lose no champ, champ mastery. mastery. Waste Time. four months. Go to the next champ. It's just a cycle. It's a cycle. It's a waste. And you know, just, uh, you know, the fact that I even hear this, these questions... Should I pick up Victor? Should I be worried about picking up Victor? Blah, 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 blah. Just do it if you're going to commit. Simple. You're not going to commit. Don't play it. Yeah, unless we're talking about like a one KLP, you're a pro player or something. That's yes, not the general exactly. Player if you're in grandmaster, you know, if you're looking to get to top ten type thing, but even then, yes, even, even then, then, honestly, like yeah. I would even be iffy about it because I've, as I've proven, the top top five millionaires in EU, they basically played the top five champs, same yeah. five champs for five seasons. Years. So that's like a champs like a Carly and stuff like Carly, that. Carly right? LeBlanc, it's just Zoe. It's just like the They're same They're not really champs. meta that No, much. they're all pretty much consistent. Yeah, when was champs. the last time I saw a Zoe, dude? I didn't even see I can't even see a Zoe in ages. They like, yeah, they just filter between the top five champs. There was like Ori, Akali, um, yeah, LeBlanc. It was like a series of champs that you always see no matter what. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, public service announcement. I'm sure it's the exact same thing going to happen in jungle. There's going to be some gimmicky jungle that people are going to spam and then it's going to die off. Right, so be warned. Be love, warned. love it, Wilkertis. Um, that's it for me. All right, let's jump into Malbec. Malbec. Away we go. Jingle, jingle, jingle song. All righty then, diving into my favorite segments. Right, so Curtis, you're going to get taken a bit off guard by this one, oh, I think. Oh! Uh, what am I doing? What am I avoiding? Uh, I mean, we, we get some great questions, and we have um, 
you know, sometimes we got to, you know, dive into different aspects of life, not just League of Legends. Oh, here we okay. go. What do I get? What are you getting me into, Nathan? Good old Uncle Curtis. All right, <laughs> oh, here we go. So put yourself in the uncle shoe. Oh, right? no. All right. Hey, BBC. So the title is emails, How to Avoid Relationships. <laughs> what are we doing here? This is a League of Legends podcast, okay? Well, here we go, Curtis. Let's take a look at the... We're here to... No, it's a League of Legends help podcast. We're here to help... League of Legends players navigate the complex world okay. of real life and on Summoner's Rift, all right? Hey, BBC, my name is John. I'm 20 years old, but I go by the name Terrific. Oh, Terrific. I know the title might, might sound interesting, but I'm generally going to ask you to how I am as a League of Legends player going to avoid getting into new relationships. I'm talking about girlfriends. I'm currently in episode 69 of the BBC, and in Nathan's mailbag, there was a question about how to get a girlfriend. You guys gave a very solid answer to the guy by telling him it is not a priority in life and that it will come as long as you focus on yourself and such. But me, on the other hand, I have my life in order very well. I look very attractive, (laughs) if I say so myself, genetically gifted. Anyways, I also find myself talking like a complete manipulative fuckboy. Basically, I know my way around. But I feel as this is a curse, not a gift. I want to be a nerd that's disciplined and focuses on solo queue and other aspects in his life. As I said, I do have my life in order until I start going after girls. Do you know this about Terrific? He's apparently just a Chad dude. Absolute Chad. He's a fuckboy. What's a fuckboy? I, I don't even know what a fuckboy is. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. We're tackling fuckboys on the League of Legends Broken by Concept. This is self-proclaimed, by the way. Um, as I said, uh, yeah, so until I start going after girls. So probably when he goes after girls, it starts going bad. Or technically, I allow them to go after me, which makes me go after them. I enter so many relationships on and off. Limit testing IRL all the time, as if I'm trying out new builds. But I truly do not want this, as much as it sounds like I'm living life, living the life. I really just want to reach my peak in league and be able to maintain it and go beyond. I'm chilling in High Diamond, being an MLA member for a few months, planning to come back next season, as I'm single now, as I'm writing this. I know I was not single when I was in the MLA, which made things difficult for myself and my goals too. I also had some financial issues. We just just made my time spent in MLA not worth it at all. I could use the money I spared aside for other stuff rather than MLA because stuff like a girlfriend took so much time. Anyways, my question is, how to avoid relationships, girls, girlfriends? I really want to take my life seriously and my goals, but I have kept on falling back in the same loophole forever. Every year I find a new relationship that just ends up being a waste of time and I regret not doing other stuff with my time. And he says, thanks for the work, love the podcast. We've been a big influence on him. All right, Kes, did you expect that waking up this morning? I mean, I just wanted an innocent little BBC episode, <laughs> you know? Here we go. So, my initial response, okay? Whenever I hear the word avoid in something, right? That's a pretty drastic measure. Would you agree? If I'm going to, let's say um, there is a... Uh, for some reason, a bomb outside, right? I want to avoid the bomb. Okay, let's say more relatable. COVID, right? Let's mm. say COVID was like, 
you know, you know, COVID's coming out. Like I mm. sort of want to avoid that. Like that's not really going to be beneficial to me if I get that, yeah. right? Would you agree that relationships can be pretty beneficial and they're going to be part of your life anyway? Yeah. So whenever you say, I'm just going to avoid it straight up, I think that's already a not healthy way to approach mm. it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, the second thing here is... I mean, terrific here. He he sounds like he's he's, he's pretty he's pretty confident. Would yep. you say he's got a bit of an ego? Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. So what does it mean, terrific, when you say your life's in order? Does that mean you're just just everything's just perfect? Your life flawless. can't be in order in twenty. He's twenty it's years old. So it sounds like we're not pushing for something. Like, what's your yeah. goal? You know what I mean? Like, like if you're if you're in like that. So apparently, I mean, again, I don't know what a fuckboy is, right? I would assume it's like they like getting with girls and like, do they just use girls for sex or something? Is I don't that know. What it is? I'm assuming. Something so you like have that. a pretty big focus, it seems like, on girls, which would mean that, like, like let's say let's say for for Curtis and I, like, we're we're very on our craft. Like, we just don't have time to even think about this stuff, right? Like, let's say, and let's say if you're busy, you got a job, like you're got to go to the gym, you got all this. Like, I think maybe you need to start pushing higher. Terrific. Like, let's let's think bigger picture in a way. Like, I think that again, the whole thing is like I'm just going to avoid to get my goals. Is the wrong mindset. It's like. I don't even really... I'm actually viewing this question less about avoiding women. It's just more avoiding things, something that you don't really want. So whether it's like smoking, whether it's doing drugs, whether it's, you know, hanging out with this certain pe- like group of friends. Like it, So this would be like the same... It's the same premise in my yeah. opinion. It's so like it's, you, you can't really avoid it because he's getting all these messages. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to speak about a, um, a, an event, for example that happened to me on the weekend right? right so you know we 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 caught up on the weekend we had a little picnic we sure with did. some friends it was nice, nice. Weather. played some bocce yeah um went back to a mate's place i love him um and you know he lives a very different life to me um just because we live a different life i mean we we get along but like we respect that we we live different lives right and then um, I got offered um, cocaine. And for me, it's like, it's not really in line with the type, like what I want to get out of my... This, Social experience? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not really my... I'm not big on that stuff because it's just not my identity. And it's not, it's like doesn't align with what I want to do. Um, like, so the way it actually works in my brain is this. Um, I know I want to have a functional day after... This doesn't help me be functional the next day. Therefore, it doesn't make sense. And I want to be functional the next day because I want to be able to do X, Y, Z. So everything ties back to kind of what I want to do in a way. Bigger picture. Yeah, Think bigger picture. Term. So it's like, yeah. I want to do this because of that. It's, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like reverse engineering in a way. So it's like, this either makes sense for like who I am and what I want to do. Because you are, and it, there's like a beautiful quote in one of my favorite films, Taxi Driver. And, he, and the guy in that film, he says, um, you kind of are what you do. Like a man is kind of like, or a woman, you, you kind of are what you do. Like you are a lead coach. It kind of shapes your identity as a person, right? So like, if I want to be this lead coach, I'm going to say no to this because it's not coherent with what I want, how I want to use my time. So everything, tie, like everything in life ties down to how you use your time at the end of the day. So like we all have 24 hours in a day. It's just how you divvy up that 24 hours to kind of get a result, right? So, so... 
Um, what I would say, the advice to him is, again, I think you're right, Nathan. It, it doesn't feel like he's pursuing whatever he's trying to pursue strong enough. Like, he doesn't care enough about whatever he's trying to pursue to be able to say no to other things. Because it's a no-brainer. But other people in my scenario, in that scenario, they're getting off of cocaine. They're going to say yes if they have nothing else. that They have no other reference point. I talk about, like, a reference point in a game. In order to come to a conclusion about what, how do I want to spend my time... Everything ties back to that North Star. In a game, for example, if you if you're not if you don't know exactly how you're going to try and kill the Nexus, then you're going to say yes to any play. You're going to, whatever's in front of you, you're just right going to analogy, do it. Hundred percent. It's yep. the same thing. But if you know, okay, this is my win con. I'm going to play around this win con, and we're going to win the game through that person. No shit, you're going to say no to that other play or that play or that play because I'm going to I got to reset now and I got to go there because that's how I'm going to win this game. So that's how you, so it's not about avoiding those other things like you said. It's more about you already know that they're not even an option because it's not coherent with how you're going to what your reference point is. So I think the stronger your reference point can be in life, the easier it is to make decisions. decisions yeah, because you make decisions all around that, yeah. So everything ties down to your identity and and, and it's like a moral compass. Yeah, it's a moral compass, but I wouldn't view it morally. It's like what do you want to do with your time? Like what do you want to pursue? And then in a way, in order to do that, you've got to be a certain type of person. You always said to me this ages ago, Nathan, something that really inspired me when you said, you said, like, I want to do this job or I want to like live this life. What are the habits and the, the daily, what is the schedule and what does this guy do? The person who has this job or lives this life, like, what does he do? Like, he wakes up at this time, he spends his, he eats these sorts of things, he goes to the gym, like, blah, 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 blah. You, you, and then you can kind of, like, mimic it in a way, and then you become that. You kind of manifest it yourself. So, the advice I would give is less about avoiding, I would say, get very it's like you, you clear. Yeah, so he's, like, on the defense, but versus being on the offense, you're like, who's the person that I want to be? How do I want to... Because, again, you can't avoid relationships. It sounds like you're a... You know, a healthy young man. Yeah, that's not right? how it works. Yeah, I think that's just the wrong approach. Yeah, it's the wrong approach. Tie back in, to, again, that in-game analogy. It's not about avoiding bad plays as much as it is knowing... Making good making plays. Making good plays. Because yeah. if you make good plays, the bad plays will get less likely because you know what a good play looks like. That's right. So get very clear on what you want to do and pursue that, obsess over that. And then, then everything else will fall to the wayside because you won't have time or you won't care about it. It's not important to you. That's like the way I would view it. That's the advice I would give. I like it. There you go, Curtis. Learn something about, about uh, Terrific. It sounds like you know him in the MLA. Yeah, sick. So he's a Chad dude. Don't mess with Terrific, dude. He'll All right, better up, watch dude. out. Otherwise, he's going to hunt me down dude, with his good looks. He's going to stare into my eyes and like turn into a fucking statue or something. He will take your girl, Curtis, dude. Oh, no. All right. Moving on here. This next question here is from uh, Triple. Triple. No, not our triple. Oh, not triple. <laughs> not, not that triple. The Tyler's email is the importance of an IGN. Hi, Curtis and Nathan. I've spent a happy year listening to every of your podcasts. In preseason, I've been thinking about how important one's in-game name may be. It's a label which helps to define how everyone around you will view you. Some I've seen, fuck you, just a game, Lameo, Jungle Diff, FF, on the flip side, <laughs> there are neutral names and also positive ones. Super cool gamer, happy thoughts, too hot to handle, Aaron the Great. Do you think that IGNs help to shape the narratives we have around ourselves and our play? If my jungler has the IGN, my lanes lose, I'm going to treat them as if they're a toxic player from the get-go, creating experiences which enforce this narrative. 
However, IGN might be simply an extension of one's already existing narrative. Having your name as your IGN feels like a form of publicly standing by your play. It's admirable, but not accessible in the same way for women and other groups. What do you think? What type of username would do you think is fits best in BBC style of growth, accountability and discipline? Thanks for your thoughts. Who is this guy? What's his name? Um, this is Rainy. Dude. Triple. I'm, what an amazing question. What a great question. Yeah. This, this is why we do the podcast. Like these, that is a beautiful question. Like this dude. No, this is a, look, she's got a picture. I think it's, it's a girl. Right. Rainy. Rainy. You're a legend. And this is what the BBC is all about. Great question. I love this question. A very thoughtful question. And this is why, like, we've really created an awesome community here at the BBC. Like, these are very thoughtful individuals that, like, want to get better and kind of pursue mastery. Like, this is this is what it's all about, you know? Like, that's and a really... accountability and thinking about how narratives affect you and your psychology. Being thoughtful. Being thoughtful. Like, very thoughtful. Like, I love this question. And I think she's, she's hit the nail on the head. I think... We've had experience with this, haven't we? Yeah, big time. Um, well, you want to talk about the coach thing? What did you? What were you going to say? Uh, well, you, you kick it off then. I'll, I'll have some examples. So, remember when Andy Cupcake, he changed his name to Small Wins? Yep. That's so cool. Like, he, he's Small Wins. So, if you're not making Small Wins... And he was the small wins guy. Like, he's a small wins his guy. identity was cricket. Like small yeah, wins, small wins, small wins. Like he wants to play the cricket game, like the long game, like five hours on the field. You yeah, know what so I mean? He that was like get one point, one, one point, point, one run. point, just wear them down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was his identity and it works. It, it works. was great. We had another one. Uh, I remember Dream Ronan, hard stuck player with his IG. I remember we were trying to recruit him for Diables and we literally said, you should, this is identity. You're a hard stuck player in your mind and it's actually toxic. He didn't realize it was toxic for his narrative. Um, that was dangerous. Yeah, that you was, see it all the time in yeah. Solicube. When you look at those players and they have like, you know, Jungle Diff as their name or um, My Lanes Lose, my, my Lanes Always Lose or whatever it is. They are weaker. And because and this is the way I view it and this kind of might be a bit of a tangent, but... This is why you've got to be also careful with the people you surround yourself with. Like the language you use dictates, like you can manifest a yeah. re- your it, own reality. It looks through harmless. Words. Like let's say you log in every day and you see it on the right. You're reading it. It's harmless, but you're reading that every day. It's like it, it's subliminal. It's become sub subconscious. It does. And this is why I ban those words out of the MLA. Mm. You're not allowed to say like hard, st- like any of that stuff, like hard stock, cringe, all this shit. It's like this toxic gamer language because it runs. It looks innocent on it surface, looks but innocent, it's dangerous. And it's not about the one time you type no. it. It's like the context in that moment that builds up over time. It cr- you manifest a certain type. You become a certain type of person. Like the type of person you want to be wouldn't talk like that. They wouldn't say things like that. They wouldn't be calling some th- things like that. So I do believe in that. I don't know what the, what the philosophy is, but it's like you kind of manifest your own reality by like the way you live. Through thoughts and words. Yeah, through thoughts and words and like being and doing. Like I think it's, it's really, really big. Like if you're friends with a guy that is always like, even this sounds terrible, but if your like best friend, for example, is always depressed and has like severe depression and you're always around him, It'll rub off on it's going to rub off on you big time. Mm. I'm not saying leave him, but I'm saying it is going to have an effect on you in some way, shape or form. So you got to like help him not just for him, but for yourself, if you want to stay friends with him. And, and this is the other thing. And I noticed this when I was younger, when I was like, I had a lot of depressed thoughts and stuff. You listen to like music that reiterates that the same message. Yeah, that's right. Like you listen to more depressing music <laughs> when you're depressed and it like- It's a spiral. It's a spirals out of control. So like, I think it's really dangerous. But on the flip side, you know, having a good quality name, I think is really important. 
something to note you know those happy those other names mm. i feel like they can be detrimental because you're a casual so people think that like so some of the other names she wrote, i can't remember what they were off the top of my head it was like um too hard to handle happy thoughts yeah happy thoughts like uh aaron the great yeah i feel like they're too memey in a way like they're not they're not you're serious okay like, I feel like you want to embody, like, a message. Like, for example, my Smurfs name's Taking Souls from David Goggins. Yeah. That, like, really helped me with my Cassio in a way. Like, yeah. Taking Souls, dude. Um, and my other one's, like, a, a guy that I respect a lot. Like, Lu Jajun. Weightlifter. The weightlifter. Like, yeah. absolute beast. So, that's so you're, you're... Yeah, having it as a person... Because then it feels like you're representing... You're that person. Yeah. Like... Like, let's say... Like, when I was playing, like, Keanu on my journey... Yeah. Like, I was playing, like, this long game. Like... Like in a way like Lu Jun, like he wouldn't give up mm. type thing like I'm I'm 35% win rate over like 50 games like 40% win rate over 70 games like 45% win rate over like 90 games like no one would do that you know it's like me versus the world type thing because you like would like pretending to be that guy well like no I wouldn't actively think about you it you just but see like, the name like what would he yeah, do yeah I see the name it's like a reverse reminder what it's would like, he do in this situation I, mean, I don't even really think that but again Sub, you're right some, it's all it's subliminal subconscious, subconscious yeah I do believe in that big time. I agree. Um, and even, this is why I hate sm- like people who change their name all the time. Like, have some pride for your name. Like, people always try to hide their identity all the mm-hmm. time. Like, I'm Coach Curtis all the time on my main, no matter what. If I'm playing good, I'm playing bad, yep. it's just Coach Curtis. Yep. Like, suck it up. There's going to be t- times where it's good. There's going to be times where it's bad. But, like, there's no hiding. Like, I don't want to hide. Like, take pride in your name in a way. Like, your name is an extension of you. And I think when people change their name all the time it's just insecurity and trying to be edgy and it's like in a way it's just a defense mechanism again as well because i just want to just be like unknown and like yeah yeah i have one of my members that changes his name well he wants to be like anonymous all the time yeah he literally calls himself anonymous yeah and he has he's like the whole winner he was like stuck in the whole win rate mindset and all that yeah. sort of stuff you know it's not good yeah but what a yeah great question but i totally agree yeah you're spot on i think it definitely has an effect for sure all right Next question. But it's over the long run, of course. Yes. All right. Next one here is from Fed. Feed? Fed? I don't know how to pronounce this one. Hi, Curtis and Nathan. The title of this email is My Love-Hate League Relationship and Why Did It Work in the First Place? I'm currently 16 years old. Started playing League roughly three years ago in September of 2018. Ever since one of my cousins showed me the game, I was instantly hooked. I spent the next year playing exclusively against the AI. Sounds like your journey. Sounds like Curtis. me, yeah. That's what Curtis did in his first year. Yep. That's right. I spent over a year not touching either ARAM or Summoner's Rift against real people, only learning the game versus bots. The most crazy thing is that it worked. I learned at least to an advanced level every champion's kits and mechanics. And in my first 10 ranked games, the entirety of Season 9, I went something like 7-3 and three and ended up on Silver 1. It's basically identical to me. Some time has passed since, and I find it extremely easy to play the game. The fundamentals, mechanics, matchups, and everything I need to know to be gold, mid lane mage player. The weird part is that I can't seem to enjoy playing the game. I love Coach Curtis's videos and learning the game, but I don't want to play 20 games per season with a, 20, with a 70% win rate, getting to gold, and leaving my journey there. I want to reach higher divisions, play the game in a passionate manner, I do have the desire to put the work in to fail and rise again, but I can't seem to manage my emotions when climbing. So my main questions are, how do I maintain the drive to climb throughout the season? Why did my learning method work? And could it be the reason I don't feel comfortable playing ranked? Greetings from Chile, and thank you both for these amazing podcasts. That's a really interesting one. I do resonate in some parts of it. 
I was the same when because I, I played bots at level thirty. So what was the narrative you had around playing? I was scared. People? You were just in norms. Yeah, I was scared of norms. Really? When I went to norms for the first time, I was shooting myself. <laughs> yeah. I remember, even this is not even ranked. We're talking norms. I was norms, scared. yeah. I went from bots by myself with other people on my team. For like, You don't understand how long that is. Like, it's a lot of bot games. <laughs> then to norms, yeah. not until level 30. And I was scared playing norms. Like, I was like, oh my God, these players are going to be good. And then it, I was even so scared. I was level 30 for most of season one, but I only played one ranked game because I was shooting myself. And it was not even a it was not even a solo queue. It was it was like a, a ranked fives game. Um, that was my one ranked game. So yeah, I resonate big time. But then something shifted in season two. I don't know what because I really can't remember what my mindset was heading into season two. I think I just said screw it and I just started playing things that I loved. I didn't really think about my rank at all when I first started playing ranked. I just like I just dove in with champs that I loved that I played a lot of normal games. I think I played like a lot of Gangplank or something like that. And I just played champs I loved. And the the champ mastery and just playing the champ I loved over, it kind of just- Your anxiety more, and fear of yeah, playing it kind people. Yeah, it kind of put that it all to the it. wayside yeah. in a way. Yeah. And um, and I went straight to gold. And like, like him, the game felt really intuitive. It felt really easy for me. And I don't really know what it was about that cold versus AI experience and mm. the normal game experience. Mm. I don't know what it was, but I had an immense control over the game by the time I got into ranked. So by the time I got there, I was like, you know, gold, obviously, for that entire season, season two. Um, high gold. But that was when it was MMR. It would have been it was ELO, sorry. It was, it was like 16, it was like 1650. 16, I got max. Yeah. Um, and then straight to diamond. So I didn't, it just like, boom, skyrocketed. But I think that there is something there in the sense that, yeah, there is going to be fear of versing other players. There's going to be fear of kind of getting into it. The only thing that's going to get you through it, I believe, is playing champs you love. At the time, for me, I, I played a lot of different champs like you. I played Yorick top, Kale top, Hecarim jungle, Jana support, Vayne 80 character. I played like you everything. Played everything, yeah. And I just found, and eventually I stumbled onto like some mages that I loved. And then I was like, wow, this is so fun. I remember reading Mobifier guides. I was like, all I want to do is use this in a game. <laughs> yeah. And I remember going like, okay, I'm going to follow this Malzahar guide. I went to Malzahar games, start playing Malzahar. Like you just kind of play and you just, you're not even thinking about the LP at all. No, you're just having fun, man. You're just having fun. Yeah. You've got to have fun. When you're first starting getting into ranked, have fun with it. It's very important. You should have zero expectation about your rank, whether you're in silver for a season, whether you're in gold for an entire season. Dude, you, 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 he probably like looks up to me. I was gold for an entire season. Playing the go. entire season. Yep. So it doesn't matter. You're going to... Seems like you're going to follow a very similar trajectory to me. He wants to be a mid lane mage player mid-lane as well. Mid lane mage player. Look, find the mage that you love and go ham. Have fun with it. Pick two champs. I played like two champs most of the time, I think. And then I slowly found my identity. That would be advice I give. Find what you love and play it. Gold's all about learning and having fun. It is. Even though it doesn't feel like that for people, <laughs> it just is. It is. Like I would... You know, I say this all the time. I would kill to go back and kind of relearn the game in that yeah, sense. Like, it'd be fun. so innocent, like figuring out things yeah. and like making mistakes, making mistakes, having and... a crack, having no expectations about where what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Like, in every rank would feel so back for like getting to platinum for the first time would be so big. Oh yeah, dude, it's it, yeah. it was for me getting to platinum for the first time. I was stoked, man. Yeah, getting diamond the first time is like the greatest achievement of all time. <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. Yeah, it's incredible. I remember, yeah, for sure, climbing the ranks my first time. So yeah, like have fun with it, man. I think that's really important. I mean, my advice would be like, I mean, there's the same dive into the deep end for a reason. Like, I just want to see like 300 rank games with a 48% win rate. I'm happy with that. Yep. You know, you talked a little about win rate and stuff, 70% and stuff. 
It Couldn't care less. Literally doesn't matter. I don't even think I was aware of my win rate. I, did, I didn't. Even I don't know. think I checked my I, profile. We didn't until have season. We didn't because OBG yeah, didn't, didn't exist. exist. Yeah. So I don't even think I genuinely knew I my ne- win rates until season point. five. We never did. Yeah. I don't think I looked at a win rate. There or was a no stat. such thing as stats. I it was just feel and intuition. I, I, I think there was some in-game stat thing. But that no one I never looked at went it. Into I've never it. looked at it. That's actually a very good point. That's actually, I think, the detriment to nowadays. Because I actually looked back only at my stats later on. My win rates were insane, but I had no idea they were. I had no idea either. I couldn't even tell you. I never looked. Yeah, OPG wasn't a thing. It literally wasn't a thing. All you know is that as a victory or defeat at the end, that is No, the stats were, you went into like, there was a stats and you would have to like click on the champion because I remember looking at my Udi win rate when I was like, did a smurf of like 27 wins and like three losses and like a 90%. I remember that screen. I think I got a screenshot. I think I'll get But was that that season what? That's like way later. No, that's season season three and four. Oh, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it up. It's on my old Facebook But, it, but it's a good point, Nathan. We didn't think about win rate. That's why we're having so much fun. Yeah, we're having so much fun. That, that's the problem. didn't exist. I think that um, Fede, Fiddy's, his problem is he is thinking there's too much win rate in that comment, in that email. Yeah, it shouldn't even be a it, word. It shouldn't, it shouldn't even, even, even exist in vocabulary. It shouldn't be a gallery, yeah. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, remember this? This is what it looked like. Maybe you can put this on the... Um, I'll show off my win rates, dude. Maybe you can put this on like the... What's it called? On the... It'll come up as a screen. Yeah, I'll just... You put it on the podcast. Yeah, I can. Yeah, image. this is what it looked like. Where's another one? Uh, old school client. Yeah, old school client. How do you still have it? Why is that on your phone? No, it's uh, on my Facebook page, dude, because I screenshot this on my... That's ah. Do you remember that? Right. You had a Facebook page. It's crazy, yeah, dude. Rippy, dude. Look at this, dude. That's some look at these <laughs> old school photos, dude. That's oh, that's God. for another episode. That's, that's another, another episode, episode, yeah. So uh, there you go. That's uh, that's right. our advice. Are yep. you happy with that? Yep, I like it. I like it. Do you want to do one more question or? Uh no, I think that's it. That's for, it. Yep, this one. Okay. Good work, everyone. Let's keep on improving. Love the mailbag questions. Excellent. Email yeah. those at brokenbyconceptshow at gmail dot com. Yep. We're happy to help you with league and relationship and life advice. That so we we're probably going to do, because uh, Nathan, we've said we're going to do a special episode towards the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, probably the final episode of 2020. Yeah. One. Yep. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. We're in 2021. 2020 <laughs> okay. is next year. Okay. Losing track of time. Um, we're going to do one where it's like we're telling stories, right? Where like all these stories that we haven't told ever. And then we're going to, we should do another one. Maybe the lead up to that one is pure questions, pure mailbag. Because we said we're going to do that also, remember? What do you think? Yes, we can do that as well. Yeah, because that'd be great. Because yeah. like we've got a back, we've got a backlog of we questions. Have a lot of questions that we, yeah. So, so we can do like w- one pure question episode, yeah. and then we can do our. We'll end the year off with our, uh, our story, our story time. Story time with Coach Curtis. That's going to be. The, I reckon that's going to be one of the funniest episodes we, got some we ever do. This will be. I reckon this will be it. This will be the all-time greatest episode I think we ever do. Really, for the, even for the next ten years, Jesus. this will be it. That's a high expectation. I know. This is it, Nathan. All right. That's it for Eros, everyone. If you want to join our book club, sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Broken by Concept. There's a link below if you want to read with us this month. And we'll see you guys in our next episode.